Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are now entering Odyssey Station. Please remain seated until docking is complete. Odyssey. Dare to wonder. Welcome back to another episode of Doctor Who Audio Files. I'm Jared. Mark's here. Hey! Danny's here. Am I? Am I here? Well, Danny is fresh back from a wonderful three-hour tour of a cruise. (laughs) And... Worst (laughs) cruise ever! We're still... You know, Cortina went on the cruise with her, and she's still gone. We're still waiting on her to show back. I don't know where she went. Yeah, she's still she's looking for the same refund I am. <laughs> and that curse sucked. So we we are here here to talk about all things Doctor Who in the audio range, audio world. So can we talk for a second about the name of our show, Audio File? Mm, yes. Are we talking about this again? All right, let's talk about this again. Audio it. audio means in the auditory range pertaining to sound. Hearing. File, P-H-I-L-E as a suffix, means lover of. Exactly. Take audio. Like bibliophile is lover of books. Thank you. I'm a librarian. I know these things. It is true. Exactly. So you take audio, you take file pertaining to sound, lover of, lover of sound. Lover of sound, yes. Lover of Doctor Who sound. Doctor Who sound, exactly. There is people that are like, audio file means hi-fi. No, that's one. I'm like, okay. Are they special? We can listen to it in hi-fi. Listen to them in hi-fi if you want. I can give somebody a hi-fi to the face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I think, we, I think that's the cruise talking, Danny. I know. Are you still drunk? <laughs> nope. Super sober. You saw the water I'm drinking. Uh, yeah. Until I made this vodka right here. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Mark, 
Dr. Mark Danny, Doctor Who Audio News. What's yeah. up? There? All right. Well, Big Finish released this week, uh, this past week, the uh, Third Doctor Adventures Volume 5. Right. With Tim Trelor as the Third Doctor right. and Katie Manning as Joe Grant. Now, what's cool is that they took another chance. Now, Tim Trelor, you know, they sounded like John Pertwee, so they gave him a shot. Uh, in the first volume, he narrates a little, but then he, in the second volume and on, he does it as he's the third doctor. Well, much, in, much the same way that Fraser Hine does the second doctor. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in this volume five, John Coleshaw, you know, the guy from Dead Ringers, the guy yep. who does the Tom Baker impersonation, he plays the Brigadier. The Brig yep. is back in the third Doctor Adventures, and there is an actress playing Liz, uh, Liz Shaw. I'm not sure what her name is, but so it, it the fact, and John Levine is playing Sergeant Benton in, in the story too. Right. So it's it should be really good. I haven't downloaded it yet. When I download it, I'll listen to it. I'll tell you about it next week or well, the week after. Well, here's, here's the thing. You it you say it's an it's an actress yeah it's an actress by the name of Daisy Ashford but part of the reason that they have her playing Liz Shaw is because she is Caroline John's daughter ah well okay see there you go there so there you go um Daniel every, every time you say Liz Shaw it makes me think Tim Shaw from the Thirteenth Doctor <laughs> and I'm like the dude with the teeth Tim Shaw yeah sorry <laughs> we'll we'll delve into this for a second, Danny. The third uh -huh. doctor, the third doctor, as you may or may not know, spent a lot of his time stranded on Earth, working with Unit. That's where Unit like came into the forefront was during his area. Yeah. His, okay. His first companion was a scientist by the name of Liz Shaw. So basically, you took so basically you took the doctor who was very sci-fi science mumbo jumbo, and put him with a companion that was very science mumbo jumbo. And they could talk, they could talk to each other about high high intellectual stuff, and it made perfect sense. And apparently, back in the seventies, the audience didn't care for that, so she lasted one season and out the door. But see, and, now the interesting thing is, you had the brigadier to be the cipher because he was kind of the guy who didn't know things. Right. So it did. So in a way, it kind of worked in the Romana way, uh, you know, but with an extra person to help cipher it. So then you had Joe Grant as the second companion. Oh, I so love but, Joe Grant, Katie Manning, but, sweetheart. Danny, I want to get your thoughts on this in particular, because what Big Finish is dealing with now in the Third Doctor and some of the other ranges is you have characters where the actor that portrayed them has passed on. Mm -hmm. Of course. What, it, mm -hmm. what is your thought for a long, because for a long time they would not recast at all. Nope, not happening. That's what the Companion Chronicles were yep. for. Yeah. That's why that that's why the Companion Chronicles came into existence is because they had those few actors that were still alive, so they let them tell the story basically. But then you, they sort of found out, as I mentioned before, with Fraser Hines and a couple other people, there are some people that freakishly sound like other people and can play them on audio. Do it. Really? Do it. Do it. Why not? Tim sounds so much like John Pertwee. It 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 he's in, undistinguishable. 
Right. Um, I I just love it. And exactly. he and have made such a, a team for five volumes. Mm -hmm. They 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 work together, and she even says it, it it's amazingly like working with John. And John Colshaw, he got the gig because he read the audiobook for the Five Doctors. Yes, nice. He, Dead Ringers, if you don't know Danny, and or I know Mark knows, but Danny, if you don't know, Dead Ringers is basically their version of Crank Anchors. <laughs> They'll pretend, oh, much better version. Of much Frankie. better version. <laughs> and they'll you pretend to be famous. Puppets and all? Puppets and all? No, it was people. People. Man, I don't know. So he, so he would dress up. Crazy. He would dress up in the Fourth Doctor outfit and be on a train, talking to people in the Tom Baker voice. Right. And it, it was just funny. Oh. I'm looking for my TARDIS. Well, I mean, and it's, it's really funny. It's, it's Who really isn't looking for the TARDIS? It's really funny. This um, not recasting, but having different voice recasting, not recasting. There's a guy by the name of Jacob Dubman that works for them too. That's been doing both Matt Smith and David Tennant. He has played the Tenth Doctor on audio and the Eleventh Doctor on audio. Yes, and he's just announced that he's doing Twelfth uh, Doctor stuff. So oh wait! See, I'm confused. They're alive. Why? Are... Well, but they're you may, not, not, you may not can afford. You can't afford them. You can't book them. You can't do whatever it is. To... Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I mean, and 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 the, you know they've done uh, the Winston Churchill diaries as well, and and so you have Ian McNeese doing the Doctor's voices too, and you know. Just we'll get into we'll get into that <laughs> in two weeks. In two weeks, because we have our first companion chronicle coming up in two weeks. Two weeks? Uh huh. We'll be shark bait in two weeks. Get it? Not on the boat anymore. You're not shark bait. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you aren't on the measles or chicken pox boat that got stuck in the Bahamas and couldn't. Wasn't that the Scientologist? Boat? Yeah, the Scientologist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I was on a private island that I didn't even get off the boat anyways, but still. Private island. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't get off, so it's fine. That's <laughs> but you read that was Wait, actually that sounds really dirty. Okay, I was like, Yes, I did not <laughs> But I did read uh, all of Imzadi too. So, yep, we discussed that on Trek 360 earlier this oh, week. Oh, I liked Imzadi and Imzadi 2. Yeah, oh. well, we discussed Imzadi, but not Imzadi 2. Right. I, I did we have to do Imzadi 2 still, yeah. That's right. There's more big finish news. Okay. Okay, also this past week, uh, they released the second Jessica Martin, Sylvester McCoy uh, story, Doctor Who, The Moons of Volpana. Volpana. Uh, Volpana. Um, which is the home world of where Mags was from, but it's from an earlier era than when she left. Yeah, because the doctor can't. The, 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 if the doctor says he's taking you home, it's, you're not going straight there in one shot. He's going to miss somehow. Yeah, I have. I, I I have downloaded that. I haven't listened to it yet. I will be listening to it this week. Um. Um. I hope for your sake, uh, Jared, that it is better in your eyes than the last one. I will be listening to it this weekend over the next couple of days, so I hope so as well. 
But the next one, next month, with Ace and and it taking place in the in the '90s on mm -hmm. Earth, I, I think that'll be fun. I yeah. think that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. That, I mean, that's fun. I hope I hope they do better. It's going to be good. Yeah. See, all the fun. I feel it. I hear it. We are <laughs> we, we are dragging out, and I want to because I want to make sure I get through all the big finish news that there possibly could be, because I am so looking forward to hearing Danny's response to this week's. Yay! Go for it. Well, there's one little bit, one more thing of that might be of interest to our listeners. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> um, due to my. In Big Finish, Doctor Who World, May is bittersweet because it also marks the anniversary of the death of one of their longtime employees, Paul oh, Sprague. Oh, Colin Sprague, yeah. Paul Sprague. However, one of the things that they have done to honor this person, who is very influential, and if you, I'm not, I can't say enough about him, just he's awesome. The, yeah. Google is there. You can see the love. It's all over the place. Yeah. One of the things that they've done to honor him is they've got a Paul Sprague memorial short trips writing opportunity so basically what that is is it's a something that they have set up in his memory to allow new fresh talent that want to write doctor who stories to submit a short trip for them to listen to and they've done it for th three years this is the fourth and each year it's a new you know new take something different you can actually go to their site now and download the very first land the, the very first i believe it's the very first font forever fallen i'll have to double check but you can mm -hmm. see all this on their site so if you've decided that you want to write a big finish short trip you can do that the only requirements and th this is a little interesting you can use doctors one through 12 mm -hmm. so no 13 but no war doctor uh-huh right nor any of the new series characters. Okay. New series companions. Well, they're kind of hard to use anyways. And, and isn't it true that you a lot of things with them. the Daleks and you cannot use a villain? Right. Uh, you can't use an, an actual villain from the series. You cannot use established Doctor Who monsters. Right. Established Doctor Who characters, which basically okay. means you can't use the Daleks, the Cybermen, any the Weeping Angels. The master, yeah, you can. It's right. going to be original. You're you're writing an original Doctor Who short trips unit. Ooh. Unit, you can't you can't use can use unit no. Uh, Jago and Lightfoot countermeasures. They're all gone. The I assume the Paternoster gang falls into this as well. Well, they're new series, so yeah, yeah. yeah. No Tim Shaw. No Tim Shaw. No Tim, no Tim Shaw. But no you, can Tim. Use, you can use classic series companions and companions created by Big Finish. Yeah. Okay. Which? So I can use Charlie. I actually know somebody, his name is Max, who entered this contest two years ago. Mm -hmm. And he did not win. However, they liked his story so much that they're releasing it as a subscriber's special in the next month or two. Cool. So I'll, I'll be bringing that up, and maybe maybe I can even get him on the show. Cool. He lives in Scotland right now, but he's nice. from America, and he, it's know. like four in the morning there right now. So yeah, well, I'm not calling oh, him now. It, Why not? It's not happening. Well, but, 
be partying right now. What do you but guys? Yeah, so, so if you decide that you want to read to write a big finished Doctor Who story, this is a great opportunity. I strongly suggest anybody do, does it because you never know what's going to come of it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start. I'll start mine right now. Awesome. Bye, guys. Who would you? Who would you? Danny, we'll see you next week. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> okay. Okay, Danny. If you were going to write a story. If you were going to write a story, who would it, who would you want it to be? Um, actually, I would probably pick um, number eight because less is known about him than other ones. So okay. people at me if I make up things because okay. there you go. Mark. <laughs> um. Well, we can use new we can use new series doctors, right? Correct. Correct. So I would use Temp Doctor and Sarah. I wonder at what point in her life. Because um, I wonder if there's if their license includes it, her. Right, you couldn't. You you would have to be a timey wimey kind of thing. It would have yeah. to be a timey wimey. It would have to be in her unit years, probably. But you can't use unit. But you know, back then when she was traveling with Tom Baker, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. Oh, I know. Okay, I, I, I think uh-huh. I have an idea, and I'm not giving it away because I think I'm writing it. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going for this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I have an idea. Competition. I would you use either the fifth doctor or a first doctor story. First doctor simply because I like challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a challenge. But we've got about we've got about 10 minutes we've got 10 minutes left i want to hear the beginnings non-spoilery of our incursion into the eighth doctor world this week oh my goodness so listeners for those of you at home danny has not experienced the classic series at all this our audio for the week was storm warning the first of the eighth doctor adventures put out by big finish which is a great day i remember when this set started to be released it was mm-hmm. so exci- it was so exciting to see in doctor who magazine that this was coming but so danny yeah what's your thoughts on the eighth doctor so i knew zero about him except for that apparently there was a movie yep uh, um that came out on fox someone told me once yep yes fox I, I i did i I do now have a way to watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch it beforehand due to, you know, shipping. You were on a cruise. You were yes. on a cruise. You could, well, you know, you could have put it on your laptop and you could have, you know, took I it on the cruise and maybe had a good time. For real, I could have hung out in my room. Oh, well, <laughs> I read books instead. I read books. You read books. You read Mzadi too. I okay. Read I know. I'm like, I'm telling you, it was good times. It was good. Um, <laughs> It was kind of cool that the fact that I have, I knew nothing about this doctor except for that he precedes my favorite doctor, number nine. Yep. Um, he, he precedes the war doctor. He precedes the war doctor. The, the yeah. war doctor, but yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, wait. Well, when series before everyone started talking about right. the war doctor. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of excited. Um, I didn't know what to expect. So, um, it was it was just kind of cool because I listened to it all in one one setting on mm-hmm. my drive from Miami back to Central Florida, um, mm-hmm. and I, it was I will tell you that I didn't 
because, um, you know, it was called Storm Warning. I didn't, I decided not to look at anything just to listen. Right. Just to figure out. Okay. And I will tell you that the opening 20 minutes, I was lost and I went, is he crazy? Because he is talking to himself. He is narrating to himself. I love and that. He sounds like a crazy person. And I, I was, have- and I, I, I was like. That's why the oh, doctor can't be alone. That's why the doctor can't travel alone, because he'll talk to himself. He was talking to himself, and I went, at first I went, okay, maybe he's just waiting for someone, and I realized he has no companion. Right. (laughs) 20 minutes of listening to someone talk to themselves and making, like, it was weird. It was was a very awkward, awkward, it sounded like, yeah, a lonely, crazy person. (laughs) He he was a lonely, crazy person. And I'll admit, I forgot that opening part was there with of him like <laughs> yelling at the crashing ship and all that. Gets- it was just weird. It was so weird because, you know, he's like, well, what is this going on here? Okay, no, this is, well, it doesn't matter. It can't get through my vortex. And, da, da, da. and I went, who are you talking to? But, gets, but you know that he him. then said he can't, you know, he's realizing, he realizes that he's talking to himself. I know. And I, and I thought I, that was that was great. And you have some instances of this, like, yeah. like especially in the audios when they're trying to, they have to describe what's going on around them to the listener. Oh, yeah. And but, no, I, because I love that, you know, that it is a, uh, a radio play. Mm-hmm. And I get that it, that you need to do these descriptors. And, right. you know, I've had other, you know, audiobooks I've listened to. And this one was just very much descriptive for that first 10 15 minutes and i went dude i don't think we need i I actually thought it was too descriptive for a little bit where i thought he was just wait it was it was weird not weird not to um i'm I'm wondering this about the play and this might get into something we'll talk about after the break that it's almost like that entire introduction setting exists to get them out of the plot later because it needs to introduce uh, the Vortisaur, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Where the Vortisaurs come from. And it's like, I get from a plot point while that exists, but I wonder if that bit exists because of the problem at the end. The exposition. Well, you know, it's so funny because you said the plot so because I, we, we kind of discussed a little beforehand yep. that I, at the end, I was confused mm-hmm. about the Vortisaur. Vortisaur. Yeah, I was like, where did that thing come from? And I think I was so busy entranced in the fact that he was talking to himself and right. you know stuff was going on that I didn't even realize the the bird creature thing was there. And then ended up again at the end, and I went, "All right, plot device." Yeah, well, but Go did ahead, you Mark. know? I was going to say, did you Nothing. notice that? Oh, so he's talking to himself the whole beginning. And then at the end, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but at the end of it, when he's trying to make a decision, he's He's talking talking to himself again. This is something that Paul McGann's character does. Uh, I I seem to remember it in more than just this story. Right. He he does do a lot of self-exposition. Yeah, there is a lot. But his voice is so wonderful. I listen to it and I love it. I I, I, I I love his voice. A warm blanket, if you will. A warm blanket, you know, with Neil and I, you know, just just take it and just relax. 
but yeah, but yeah, Danny. Um, basically, what happens in role? Ex- I'm explaining twenty year old plot. I'm not even gonna say spoiler. <laughs> Go look into it oh no, we'll, we're gonna get we're gonna get into it in the next look, segment. So, so the doctor, the tart, the Tardis, and the doctor save that ship from crashing. It's being attacked by the Vortosaurus. Mm-hmm. And basically, they turn around and start attacking the TARDIS. Yes. And so, when the TARDIS lands, one of those, like, follows it through. Yeah. Because one of the cliffhangers, I believe it's the cliffhanger of episode one, mm-hmm. is the, it cr- crawling, Ramsey, it, or Bordasaur, crawling on the outside of the ship and bur- breaking in. And, and grabbing on to Rathbone's arm. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll talk oh, about Rathbone. more later. Yep. I'm not going to tell you Rathbone. who Rathbone is yet. Rathbone. I mean, I'm not going to talk about Rathbone yet. All right, but, fine. But, that, <laughs> but you all, you've also had our first introduction to the new companion, Charlie. Uh-huh. Oh, India Fisher. Oh. From the moment that she said memoirs of an Edwardian adventuress, I was like, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please, yes, please, yes, please. I love you so much. Yeah. I like Charlie. I'm excited we get to talk about her. So I like Charlie better than uh Lucy Miller. I like Charlie better, better I, I hate to say this, Livchenka. I like Charlie better than you. I'm sorry. I I just Charlie <clears throat> D Palm again I like and, and Timey wimey something else too, but I won't go. I like Charlie better than Bill Potts. I like well I was sticking with the eighth doctor, but yes. Better than Amy Pond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a huge fan of the Ponds. But I do. I do like Evelyn Smythe better. Evelyn's amazing. Evelyn Smythe is amazing. We'll get to her in a couple weeks. As we are gushing over companions, we will be right back with Doctor Who Audio Files. Odyssey. Dare to wonder. Welcome back to Doctor Who Audio Files. Mark's still Mark. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still Mark. Mark Who 42. Danny's still Danny. I'm so pretty. It's Cortina so- is oh, yeah. still on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still Jared. We are here with Doctor Who Audio Files. So, before the break, we got some of our initial impressions on the Audio of the Week storm warning. Now we can really dig into it. If you have not listened to this audio and you want to have a spoiler-free experience, stop listening to us, run over, listen to it, and then come back, because we will be spoiling you left, right, and center as we continue on this conversation. With that out of the way... It's free on Spotify, folks. It's free on Spotify. It's $3 on Big Finish. Yeah. You have no time. Go do, do it. it. So, Danny. Uh, 
All right, so I really like this story, and I like. I think out of all of them, it's my favorite. Really? God. Yep. I know. Before we even before you like do the rating thing in it, I'm just telling you right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You like this better favorite. than the David Tennant one? I did. Wow. It is my favorite. Wow. Yes. It, it is, is good. It was really good. I think it. Yeah. It was. It was very gripping. It was just mm -hmm. very interesting, even with the crazy amounts of exposition <laughs> and the end it was intriguing to me mm -hmm. and because like and i told you that the david Tennant. what's funny the david Tennant one i said it was my second favorite after the first one. Oh, that's true now yeah. my third, but now it makes it my third out of all of them which was <laughs> really surprising to me because i was like oh david did it no i'm like and i really want to see the movie which i've always been told i wouldn't like but I want to watch it anyways. The movie, uh, see, I always had a problem with the movie because it was, I mean, I liked the first 25 minutes because it's Sylvester McCoy. Mm -hmm. And then and then the last almost hour is Paul McGann regenerating and having a regeneration crisis. So you never see what his character is going to become. Right. Storm warning, you find out what his character would have become. Right. And so I would, amazing. So why, okay, I understand that the movie wasn't, you know, didn't do what they were looking for. Why is it that, I mean... Well, it did well in England. In England, the ratings were high. So why didn't they continue with him? Universal had the right stays, <laughs> and Fox wanted to kill it. They decided they didn't want it to go to show. So yep. they, like I said last week, they aired it opposite that uh, Heart Attack Dan uh, episode. Oh, oh for Roseanne. For Roseanne for, yeah. was, they really mistreated it, on, mistreated it on a lot of levels. The commercials were okay. almost so, non-existent. Um, well, and the commercials that were there were advertising it as like an action adventure. Yeah. And not... It's about time. Yeah, and it, I mean, think about USA, the United States, I hate to say it, we could not advertise Doctor Who back in the day. We couldn't do it in 2005 until BBC America came along for the new show, and we certainly couldn't do it with this McGann movie. So that's why the advertisements that were there were misleading, to say the best, to say the least. Okay. And then it was scheduled up against something that had been advertised hardcore as like monument must-see TV. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. 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 So, if, if you can't see what I just did. I forgot this was audio because we're audiophiles. Oh, okay. I gave a facial expression. <laughs> That's why it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> My yeah. comment didn't work. <laughs> No, I was. I, that's what I said. I haven't seen it yet, but I will before the uh, before our next um, uh, recording. I will definitely have seen it by then. Right. But I just, I guess, I was just questioning why, you know, because it pretty much it seems like it was like kind of probably a, what was probably supposed to be like a backdoor pilot or something. Exactly. That's, yeah, exactly that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. And then, so if it was popular at least in the UK, I guess why didn't they use it? At least started well, up. The, the rights were now half owned by Universal, and Universal mm -hmm. didn't want to give it back to BBC or something like that, so BBC couldn't make it. Yep. 
Ah, they didn't then, have the rights anymore. Oh, and then they got it back. Yeah, Fine. yeah. Forever. I mean, this lasted forever and ever, and they 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 can't use. Universal stupid. They should have. They should have capitalized. I'm just kidding. Well, but, and they, no, good and for got to the point that they can't use characters other than the Doctor that were in that movie. Ravenous Four will have Eric Roberts as the Master. Right. So they're finally, finally getting around that. But it's taken 22 years. 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so they, so Universal still owns parts of it. Right. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. That is like the companion, the com the companion that's in it, Grace Holloway, played by Daphne Ashbrook. Uh -huh. She one and done. Yi Ji uh, So, who played the kid Cheng Li, one and done. Even though both of them have done Big Finish and have been recast into other roles for Big Finish, they can't play Grace and they can't play Cheng Li. And, and one of the one of the second book in the BBC book line that they were going to do, Vampire Science, was going to have Grace Holloway in it, and they couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Wow. Yeah. And like, oh, go. I if you ever read Vampire Science, it is blatantly obvious who Grace is. <laughs> it's true. He's right. There's a, there's a, there's a female hole. medical. I'm like, it's blatantly obvious who this character is supposed to be. So, just, okay, in the movie, just randomly, just before we get to the book, do they show him turning into the war doctor? No. It isn't. It doesn't go into. Okay, I just want to just put it. So the war doctor was just later on, and that's what they're they're saying. Oh, oh okay. Well, then that's between there and there. Sorry, they, I, know, I thought that I, we were going to talk about the book, which we're totally okay. going to get to the book. No, that's fine. What but we yeah. well, we need to get there because there's a lot of questions around the Eighth Doctor. They okay. released a short at, for the fiftieth anniversary. Yes. Oh, I did. Yes, because I saw the short called Night of the Doctor. Oh, that yes. was amazing. Where. They and Danny, were you, were you in Doctor Who fandom back in that time around 2013? I started watching Doctor Who in 2014. Okay, then here's what you need to know. Up until that point, all Paul McGann had had was this t was this TV movie, and mm -hmm. the audios, that and the books, and the books. That was it. That was all that there was. And then one afternoon, you know, there was in, a war doctor. <laughs> no. One afternoon, they dropped at this short called Night of the Doctor. Okay. Oh, by the way. And you're sitting there, and we're, and we're, everybody starts to watch it, and there was a gasp heard around the world. <laughs> That's true. That was pan, one of the ones making it. Because the camera pans up, and it's Paul McGann. And he says the words, I'm the I'm a doctor, but probably not the one you were expecting. <laughs> and they gave him another bit, a little five, ten minute bit to do, and it showed that shows him regenerating into the war doctor. Yeah. So I'm I'm Googling right now and I see a YouTube video. So Night of the Doctor. Once yeah. this once we are done recording, you need to go watch that. Yeah. I know. I'm already I'm already, I'm already like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Once again. Well, because we were talking about how, you know, Fortina and I are both uh, newer doctors. Yep. Even though this is a newer doctor, yep. I literally, I told you, I started watching in 2014 and it was Rose. Mm -hmm. I saw a, a, um, a Twitter um, 
poll that said, oh, what's your favorite doctor episode? And, or what's the one that really got you? And I was like, well, obviously Rose, mm -hmm. first one with Eccleston. So I didn't know what was going on before. I knew that it was a show. It's been going on forever. And yep. so, and at that point too, I think that when I started watching it, it should have been, I think, what, 2014? Isn't that pretty much Matt Smith at that point? Uh, or, no, no or, that would have been Capaldi. I mean, I mean Capaldi. Capaldi. yeah, Capaldi. So yeah. I was, I was behind. And, yeah, but I caught, up, I caught up really quickly because yeah, I did see Capaldi in real time, but probably not in, like after like the second, his second uh, season. I was in real time for him. Because in 2013, Matt Smith did the 50th anniversary in November and basically buggered off immediately thereafter. No, the so, Christmas yeah. episode. I know. And like yeah. the next thing, he was gone. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you would have seen Capaldi in 2014. Yeah. But, yeah. So but, yeah. I, as I said, I started, I started, I can tell you exactly when it would have been in August or September. The, what I was, uh, and I really think that in, I really think in many ways that Paul McGann is the transitory doctor. He's really yeah. the end of the classic series, but the start of the new series. Well, he does snog. Yeah, it goes in, it goes in. Remember you always tell me, he's a snogger. He's a snogger. So yeah, now that we've had this entire conversation about where the Ace Doctor fits in canon, and All right, where ready. <laughs> I'm ready. To, I'm ready. Let's to go. talk about October 1930 and the R101. The, uh, good airship <laughs> R101. I know. Well, one, since you said 1930, I thought it was really interesting that you know the Doctor ended up with a companion that, for once, wasn't part of the timeline that we're in. If right. that makes sense. So, like when I watched Rose, it seems very much not like early 2000s kind of, you know, you see like the pawns, they seem like very much in that time period. Mm -hmm. All of them. She's in the 30s. <laughs> yeah, the, the new series kind of does stick with current day uh, companions. Right. But the old show didn't. The, old, the classic series, uh, Jimmy McCrimmon was a Highlander. Uh, Katrina was from 60, one... 70. 16, 17, 1800. All right, so really quick, when you guys say a bunch of names to some, I know you don't know who we're talking so, about. I know. So say what doctor they're with in that Okay, house. okay. Thank you. Jamie McCrimmon was with the second doctor. Thank you. He was the second. He was he was the doctor's best friend. He was he was kind of like the longest running companion. Uh, he uh, was with him from the second story till the end of the second doctor. A second story of the second Doctor, all the way to the end. Who? And it, that, uh, it, Fraser Hines, who yeah. who does the voice of Patrick Troughton and some of the big Finnish audios as well. Yeah, and the problem, I think pro the problem is Danny is the, some of these older companions. You have to treat them right for them to understand what's going on around them. Because there was a companion from the for the first Doctor that lasted like a half a story. Who she was a handmaiden from Troy. lasted five episodes. Two episodes from the Myth Makers and three yep. episodes of Dalek's Master Plan. Because she was from ancient Rome. She thought the TARDIS was a temple and the Doctor was a god. Yeah. Okay. And she sacrificed and, herself. And it's, but, but yeah, back, anyhow, so historical companions are good. The R101, an actual event from history. Mm hmm. Which is always great. I like, I, I, and that's why I, I'm so attracted to Doctor Who is that I like that it uses um, actual historical things and then places itself into it. 
since he is a time traveler and it would make sense to do these things. And especially, um, you know, being American and not maybe knowing all the different stories that there are in, uh, you know, in the UK, because of course I don't know all the stories that are in the US. But I thought it was really interesting that it was using some, you know, a, a, a tragedy that was supposed to happen and then uh, bringing it to light and then also having, you know, the power of aliens. And I will tell you, it was really kind of cool. I, as I was listening to it, I really wanted to see these aliens, the, the, um, almost Triskelion. like Trumani. I know, almost like Trumani, wrong one, Triskelion. Um, I really wanted to see them because it, they sounded so interesting and, um, oh, that's so nice of you to tell me. <laughs> I know. No, and you know what? Not the voice part. It was actually the description of. Them. Oh, the description. Yeah. It was the yeah. So for one, you know, when um, when they were taking off the mask and stuff, and how it reacted to Charlie, oh, I yeah. I could see that part in my head, and I wanted, and it was just see I, and so yes, doing all that crazy description is great. Some of it was a little crazy exposition, but I thought that, yeah, with the voice, yeah, her voice was a bit obnoxious. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to lie. This story I gets me. I like this story, and it's good up until the point the ship arrives. Mm -hmm. and then it gets a little weird because almost because of the voices. It is the voices. Yeah. The voices. yeah. I don't understand the use of the, of the, I'm going to be an alien voice. And I'm like, not like a crazy decrepit old person that <laughs> can't help themselves and that they need you to that needs their butt wiped i don't know um it was just it was what about the uncreator's voice i mean that 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 was like a true monster voice kind right? of the uncreator oh my gosh i thought it was really interesting because um so did, did you know did you know what they meant by uncreator when they first brought it up before we met the uncreators that they were talking so about they, warriors? Yes, because that's what I think because it's someone who takes something apart. Right. A, that's what I, I I figured that out. Like it was like as they were going through because I already knew once they when they first introduced Rathbone, I was like mm -hmm. this dude's going to screw everything up. This is going to be the catalyst for everything. Because you would uh, normally assume that it would have been uh, Lord Tensing, but now I knew it was going to be Rathbone. Yeah. Like, I found that. And, but I found that in all of the stories that we've been, um, that we've been listening to is that I can automatically find. Well, he had an evil guy. voice. He had an evil voice. He was like his accent. He was and like. He's Afrikaans, and I feel bad because we're like stereotyping. Ah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but the '90s. Well, I, you think about the time period, you know, *Lethal Weapon*. Pretty much in like two of their movies, all the all the South Africans are the bad guys. <laughs> all the Africans. That's true. Had, like he had the cheesy, super South African bad guy voice, and I went, "Aww." And I know, I mean, I know so many people from South Africa, and it's crazy because I'm like, wait a minute. And we're no going to be hearing that. We're going to yeah. be hearing from the voice of Rathbone a lot because he is played by Barnaby Edwards. Oh yes, and Barnaby Edwards, we've actually had on Mark Three Forty Two. Mm -hmm. Just to let you know, he's been, uh, he's been all over the place. He's written, he's directed, he's done sound. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a couple minutes left. I want to keep moving on through the story. Okay. Uh, we, Charlie, new companion, Edwardian adventurous. 
disguised as a uh, male what? ship uh, steward. Um, male steward. Um, who who's supposed to die and doesn't. Right. That, that was, I think that's what really, at the end, was what really captured the fact that the doctor always says things are fixed in time. Yep. And they have to, things have to go through. And when he had that whole exposition talk to himself, well, about the, and then the fact that the, um, that he's going to have to put her back on the ship and let her die. And let her die. And he doesn't. Well, that's because like, the Ramsey situation. When she was, you know, giving him the name Ramsey, the Vortisor Ramsey, the doctor was kind of fall. Yeah. Not falling in love with her, but falling in like with her and was like, I can't killer i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. she's too cute she's too adorable i can't do this to, to another human being regardless of big's point and this comes into play later in the eighth doctor charlie stories the fact that she's out of time yep and, and we won't spoil that, that no, no, but, but it's an integral will, part of the storyline. Yeah. But I will tell you that that right there makes this why I think I like the story the most is mm -hmm. that knowing that she's not, you're not supposed to be here. Right. Um, I want to know either a, how she now screws up the rest of X, Y, Z or, mm -hmm. you know, or what happened, how she ends up either, either there a, gotta kill her or be something's gonna happen because she's not supposed to be here <laughs> those no. answers those answers do come into play yeah and this there's a lot of fallout from this story the fact that charlie really is the impossible girl before she's Clara the was. original oh, impossible God. girl <laughs> okay but, oh, but but she's the impossible girl that i actually want to hear from versus clara <laughs> <laughs> okay la uh, last last comments ar around as we got to keep going thumbs up yay nay for storm warning mark thumbs up uh i would give it a nine and a half danny nine and a half almost a perfect story i'm i'm gonna give go a little bit more lower i'm gonna say 8.75 to nine simply because the end of it goes wonky Mm. Absolutely and wonky, and I I will say the only reason why I don't give it perfect is that you know it's an English story and they used American acronyms and I thought it was weird that they kept talking about miles and not kilometers and mm. I I know which is the dumbest thing ever why that kept bothering me but if you notice now I still think about it I'm yep. like really twenty miles really dude well in England they they use mile no. there's miles per hour they 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 had distances in kilometers but you no you, this is a this is a measurement okay of how big or, i'm sorry the other way around the, the it's yeah. mile, it's kilometers per hour but it's miles they they mm. do have miles in some of the signs yeah because that's a, that's just for tourists that's not no that's for tourists cuz yeah. i remember okay. school, when i was in england the school zone it said 15. Cool. Well, we can talk about miles off camera because Russ is going to yell at us if I don't get to, <laughs> if I don't get to this next segment. Uh, would you recommend this audio to someone who is new to Doctor Who and wants to get into it as a new story? Would you recommend this? Yes, no. Highly, yes. Awesome. Same thing here. So the first steps into the Eighth Doctor audios went well. Next week, we're taking another 
first step into an audio range, this time doing more with new series, with Torchwood. Yeah. We so have Yanto, I love you. No, but but we're not doing Yanto. We're doing Shut John up, I, Barrowman. I know that. I we all know I love him too. But I just like to every once in a while yell out Yanto, I love you. Oh. I will make sure I tell Gareth that. And so we, let's listen to the trailer for this wonderful story called Conspiracy, starring John Barrowman, right now. Ladies and gentlemen. Prepare to open your eyes and expand your minds in the presence of the one, the only, George Wilson. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood, The Conspiracy. I'd like you to meet Jack Harkness, the guy I was telling you about. He writes for Plexus magazine. Great. Well, far away. Okay, maybe we could start by talking about the committee. You say your contacts wish to remain anonymous because they fear for their lives. Yet you talk about this stuff, and you haven't been killed. Uh, not yet, no. But you think the committee might one day have you assassinated? It's a very real possibility. Sam! I'm gonna come up there and get you down, okay? No! They said if you try and help me, they'll kill us both! We all have to die someday. If they're already on Earth, then the committee is everywhere. In every government. In every boardroom. On every TV screen. They look like you or me. In fact, every time you turn on the TV or open a newspaper, they are staring you in the face. And I am coming for them. And that was the trailer for Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. I just love John Barrowman I, to death. He is such a media whore, but he is such a great guy. And Captain God. Jack is such a great character. It is true. Mm -hmm. I want him to come back. I mean, I know that we all know he's going to be the face of Bo, but I think, I think it would uh, be really cool to see him with Jody. Oh. I think it would be cool. You should just rent the room now. Just rent the room. Come on. I was and, like, and have River in there too, and then we're yeah. okay. Well, shut up. I number one. Okay, well, can I just signed up for this? That's hot. Um, I love River, so shut up. <laughs> I would love to see them meet, and I'm surprised it hasn't really happened yet. Oh yeah, he's not met River. Mm -mm. Even in the books. Mm -mm. I figured mm -mm. that. Oh, really? Or really? big finish? No, nowhere. Really? Really? I feel like she would have climbed that tree. Well, <laughs> as, we sit as we sit here and start writing our Captain Jack River fanfic in pre preparation for next week, I want to thank you all for listening. <laughs> On behalf of Danny. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I'm Jared, and we will see you next week on Doctor Who Audio Files. <laughs>